Hi everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Berlin Belly, the food podcast featuring my conversations with the hardworking and talented women of the Berlin food scene. My name is Elizabeth Rush, I'm a journalist living in Berlin from Ireland and I mostly write about food. You can find some of my latest articles on Munchies, Vice's food vertical. Uh, I also host Off the Record on Flux FM. This episode, which is my first of 2017, my guest is Laura Villanueva Guerra, a Berlin-based organic food creator and cake designer under the name Tausend Sund. Laura will explain what her name means on the podcast. We actually recorded this interview a few months ago, and what has changed since then is that Laura is finishing up her time as pastry chef of the Soho House Store Kitchen, and will be there until the end of January. After that, you can find Laura's amazing Thousand Sund food regularly at Street Food Thursday, the now infamous uh, street food market at Marktala 9. And this week, you can also enjoy Laura's food at the Vegan Queen's pop-up dinner at number 58 Speiserei, which is on Weiserstrasse in Neukölln. And there's still a few spots left, they told me, for that dinner if you're interested in going. Um, also check out the new podcast artwork. I have a new logo for the podcast, which I love. And I also commissioned an illustration of this week's guest, uh, done by Nalina Mason Campbell, a super talented friend of mine. Um, I love it. Uh, thank you, Nalina, for your beautiful work. Uh, you can find more of her stuff online under Made by Nalina. Um, I'll post links to Laura and Nalina's websites in the description of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Please enjoy my conversation with Laura Villanueva Guerra, also known as Thousand Sunt. And lastly, thank you to Flux FM, where I recorded this interview with Laura. So, uh, welcome, Thousand Sunt, uh, Laura Villanueva Guerra. Yes. Really, <laughs> podcast I just attempted your Chilean uh, surname. Uh, yeah. <laughs> welcome and um, thanks for having me. <laughs> thank you for coming. And also, I hope I pronounced your um, company name correctly. Maybe you can say it yeah. in nice. It's German. Tausend Sünd. That's ah, okay. um, that's a that's a German word play. Like I played with the words. It's actually it means a thousand sins. Okay. Um, which would be Tausend Sünden. But um, yeah, when I came up with the name, I thought that was. Yep, Short it fits what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because um, so anyone who might not know uh, Laura's work with Thousand Sund, um, you you bake kind of sweet uh, sweet yes. things. Yeah. you work with sugar. I'm a baker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you also focus on kind of organic. Or yes. um, you, uh, I saw recently on Instagram you had some macarons made with you know ugly fruit. Yeah, <laughs> which I want yeah. to hear I'm more about. I, I'm always on the search for the special like ingredients that people might not know or I'm always trying to surprise people with things also mm -hmm. these ugly fruit macarons I colored with turmeric so that's that's awesome. things that seem to seem a bit weird to people in the beginning but then in the end yeah yeah try to make it make sense in your mouth yeah <laughs> um and so um, you serve your um, goods at Bike Club. People yeah. could have uh, tried it there or also at um, Soho House at the store kitchen. Yes. Um, so 
Uh, is that your regular? You're regularly in the store kitchen. Yeah, I'm the I'm the house baker. Okay. So when the store opened, I was um, yeah. They asked me if I wanted to brilliant do the in-house baking. So since the store opened in 2014, I'm the in-house baker mm -hmm. there. So I'm responsible for all the sweet things, breakfast, cakes. Wow. Yeah. And is everything um, kind of like uh, with a twist, like vegan or raw, or how, the, how do you manage the menu? That's that's my focus. I think that's also what um, made me famous, or that's what what uh, what people think of when they think of my business. They know that I'm 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 always um, using organic ingredients. That's true, and also I'm. I'm I have a strong focus on on vegan stuff, even raw vegan stuff. And when I when I started my business in 2013, um, that that was what I've what I was doing actually. Try to bring this vegan baking, raw vegan baking, because I mean it it was there already, but it was like most of the people didn't really know what to expect of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, your business is still quite new. 2013 is only yeah. Three years in, yeah. um, were you already wor working in food before that, or what was I, your? Where did you come from? Yeah, I, I was always working in food. So I um, I started. Oh, that's back long, uh, that long time ago. I think I started in two thousand and three. I was um, working at an at a small organic grocery shop, and they had like a small uh, club restaurant in the back. And I always loved cooking, so that's my greatest passion, actually. And then um, they asked me whether I wanted to do the lunch there. So I started to cook the lunch daily, and I was uh, back then I was vegan myself, so it was all vegan, even uh, macrobiotic things. So I kind of really experimented on the cooking, and then... Um, in that shop, we opened up a small cafe and I was responsible for the sweets there. So I was always working in food and had uh, some breaks due to having uh, kids. So I have four children. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it was 2013 when I got back to like... Focusing steadily kind of working and yeah. back to business because my kids are now old enough to be in Kita and school and everything. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, so it sounds like food has been a huge part of your life. Yeah. Then. Um, do you remember as a kid? Was it the same? Were you you know in the kitchen or who who did you learn about food? Yeah, from? definitely. So my um, my father is uh, one of the greatest um, cooks I know. And I, I've always admired him. I still do because he's like really a super creative, um, artistic person that always tries to try out new things and discover new things and surprise people and always like gathers lots of people around him and invites lots of people over. So that's what that was. Uh, that was pretty much what my childhood was about: like having friends over and cooking mm. huge dinners and. I still remember how how great uh, that was for me. And do you remember any of those dishes or any any particular dishes that stood out from those times? Um, it was, I mean, it's it's uh, the, the the most impressive things were of course the Chilean dishes because that was like where you could really see his yeah. passion coming through. Yeah, and um, yeah, 
making empanadas or like these traditional Chilean uh, um, things. That was that was impressive. That was nice. Yeah. And and where? What point? I guess um, I don't know a lot about Chilean food, but um, I don't know how much vegan factors into that. But where you're you're shaking your head. So where did that crossover happen from? Um, um, I think that was, um, I started to be a vegan when I was uh, pretty young. So I was um, 12 or 13. And that was like the typical children trying to do their own thing and uh, trying to move away a bit from their parents and from, yeah, like puberty things that happened. Yeah. And then uh, I, that was that was definitely um, a tricky thing for my father because he he tried to understand it, but he, he never really had a sense for like what it means. And also back then, actually... It must have been very different uh, to be vegan. Like Yeah, definitely. So that, that was like, nobody really knew about it. It was really nerdy. And We didn't people, have vegans back then. <laughs> people, people were really thinking, so when you're a vegan, you, you, you can't eat anything. So what do you eat then? And um, that was also nice to, when I, when I started the cooking at this uh, organic restaurant, it was super nice to try out things and to show people what vegan cooking and also baking because I started vegan yeah. baking then and I also like came up with recipes and tried out things and it was so nice to show people things where like nobody would have ever thought that vegan things could be so tasty or mm -hmm. so nice or so pretty yeah and that was my aim that was always my aim yeah <laughs> and if you don't believe Laura you can follow her on Instagram which she <laughs> shares really great pictures of her creations and they're really stunning and everything looks really colorful and vibrant and you just want to eat it off the screen um so it's uh, instagram.com forward slash thousand soon am i getting it right yes okay <laughs> um and so let me see um so you told me just before we began the interview that you're from hamburg when did you come to berlin um, I moved away from Hamburg um, in 2000 and I moved to Dusseldorf then first um, because my ex-husband is from Dusseldorf. So we lived there together for a couple of years and then um, we broke up and I came to Berlin in 2007. Okay. Yeah. And um, so you've kind of seen the food scene kind of develop over yeah. those years and especially kind of at the time when you've been launching your business in the last three years, especially I think the whole street food scene has just yeah, like it's, it a, it's a huge thing. Yeah. And, you know, you're part of it at Bite Club. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think about the food scene in Berlin? I think it's great. I mean, I think it's great that, um, that uh, there's so many new things and also... Um, yeah, that's it's 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 growing. It's getting bigger. Um, people are coming up with different things, different styles. Um, I love it. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's great. I think it's great. I kind of sometimes have the feeling that um, it's a bit much. Like all these street food, the, the <laughs> yeah. people are kind of fed up. Yes. So sometimes <laughs> they're going to have to come up with a new word for street food, like yeah. something <laughs> maybe different. Yeah. No, I remember when <clears throat> when I when I started Bike Club, it was. Um, um, Tommy, uh, that who runs Bike Club and Miranda, um, they we I think I first met them at a Christmas market, 
and Bike Club was quite new. And then um, we got to know each other and pretty much liked us from the first moment. And then they asked me if I could do the their first birthday cake for Bike Club. And it oh, was okay. a huge layer cake. And wow. yeah, it was nice. And then uh, when I started to, to um, be part of Bike Club, It was still so small. So there was the Mark Talanoin and there was Bike Club and that was pretty much it. Yeah. So there was like maybe a handful of people that doing this that were doing the street food thing. Yeah. And still when I talk to people that I know from back then, yeah. we're always like saying, Well, we used to every everyone used to know each other. And now you, it's like it's it, too big. It is. It's it's grown. It's growing so big wow. that you you don't really you can't keep track of everyone no, anymore. No. Wow. <laughs> um, and Bike Club just had its fourth fourth birthday this fourth summer. Fourth birthday, yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> it goes by so fast. I mean, I still yeah. remember how exciting it was when it started because yeah. it was like it was a really fun thing to have. Yeah. Um, And people, when I tell people about the podcast, they often say, wow, yeah, I would love to start my own food business. Like, what do what do they tell you about, like, how to set up your own food business? So can you give any advice or tell from your experience? Because um, you've had quite a long career in food and now you've set up your own food company in Berlin. What you've learned or surprises you've had along the way? Or is it easy or difficult to go out there and uh, start your own food business? Um, I think uh, the most important thing is to stick to what you really love, stick mm -hmm. to your own style, try to um, focus on that so you don't like get lost on the way. I, a friend of mine just opened up a small, he wanted to do Knödel, which is a traditional German dish. Yeah. And his ideas were so nice and so great. And I loved the ideas. And then when he opened up uh, the the small, um, it's like an imbus here around the corner on, um, yeah, it's close to Oberbaumbrücke. And okay. he, it was, he was not, it was, he was successful. The people liked his food, but It was also tricky for him because he thought, well, if I would sell sausages, then I would get all these people that walk around here on like whatever yeah. on the weekends yeah. at nighttime that would that just want to eat something quickly. And then I told him that I think it's a lot better to try and focus on yeah what you really want to do so that the people can recognize what you do and the people know you for a certain thing. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, that's definitely important. And also it, it takes a while. I think, um, I mean, I've, I've really grown this big through or over the last two years, I think it really exploded. Mm -hmm. um, and people really got to know me. And that was, um, that was a long way. What do you think served you the most in kind of marketing or promoting your work? Is it um, people recommending you or through social media? I mean, I think it's interesting to know what uh, what can help a, a, a young business. Um, social media definitely is a factor. Um, I have to say I'm not really good at it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, being, of course, getting to know the right people is right. is definitely helpful so um is that something that you made an effort to do like reaching out or trying to meet people or it just happened organically i was it, not really i was really lucky so um yeah it was i think bike club made me quite big 
um, I was really lucky to be part of that mm. at that time when when the street food scene was still so small yeah. and so like vibrant. And, yeah, um, that really helped definitely. And then um, I've also been in a couple of books. So yeah, that's that's definitely a be thing. good at what you do. And <laughs> yeah. I think that's but that's that's really the yeah. secret is like um, try to be as good as possible and that's mm -hmm. also what I'm always aiming for is like 100% is not enough like okay. have the best ingredients ever I'm always on the search for the highest quality yeah the the best vegetables I'm really like yeah that's uh, that's what I'm really focusing on yeah and I saw on your Instagram as well that you worked with Aquafaba, which I would love to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe you would like to explain what Aquafaba is for anyone who doesn't know. It kind of went a bit viral in the last year, but I think yeah. there's still people who don't know yeah. about this. Well, I was I was super surprised myself, I have to say. Um, I've heard about it and Aquafaba is... Um, the the water where you soak chickpeas in i don't know, i'm i'm not sure if it if it uh, just works with canned chickpeas but actually the chickpeas give um protein to the water they're soaked in and um there's so much protein in the water that you can whip it up it behaves and like it it's it's it behaves exactly like egg whites, egg whites yeah. and it works. And when I, I still remember when I first did it at the store, um, I was um, talking on the phone uh, <laughs> with the other chef that works there and she's like into baking too. And I was, I was screaming. I was so surprised. Like, oh, it works, it works. Vegan crazy. Yay. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. Yeah, and it does work. <clears throat> and I've... Um, I was I was not sure in the beginning if you could use it like egg whites, but you can. Mm -hmm. I've I've made vegan macarons. I made uh, lots of different things, and it's crazy. It's it really does work. really nice. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, I've made the meringues, but I haven't tried anything else. But yeah, I want to yeah experiment some more. Yeah, and it, it like when you look at it in the bowl, it even looks a bit like the egg white and it, you, did, it does yeah it looks just ex before you start whipping yeah it yeah, yeah okay okay that that i was i was a bit um i was a bit skeptic about that but then when you as soon as you start whipping it you can see that it you can whip it up like egg whites yeah which is crazy <laughs> and anyone listening the smell evaporates so that gunky smell of when like i did it with the canned chickpeas and when you open the tin it's kind of like has a funky smell yes but that disappears that um, disappears yeah after you've been whipping for like 15 minutes <laughs> but just, i did it by hand which was uh it was fun yeah um are there any other unusual ingredients that you've discovered recently or that you just like working with um, I, well, I mean, I've, um, I did in, uh, over the last winter, I was, there was so much kale, of course, the ah. people always go crazy about kale. And then we were in the kitchen and I was like thinking, Hey, what can we do? And then we had, um, black cabbage, which is like close to kale, cavolo nero. Mm -hmm. And, um, I love the taste. And then I thought, well, why, why not put it in a raw cake? So why not? I, I, I made a black cabbage, uh, raw vegan cheesecake and mm. it was so great. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Did you serve that at the store yeah. or, oh, yeah. Yeah. will it be on the menu again? Well, we have a kale cheesecake now. <laughs> okay. I have to stop yeah. by and try that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what's coming up um, next or in the future for Tausendsund? 
Um, a friend of mine, the the vegan chef and uh, lovely person, Sophia Hoffman, she just uh, came out with her second book and um, we... I shared some recipes with her, so I'm in that book that's going to be out at the 6th of October. Yeah, I think it's called Vegan Queens. Vegan Queens, yeah. And yeah. there's going to be a book uh, launch party, I think I saw a Facebook right, event. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. So that's uh, that's the, the next thing that will happen. Awesome. And then um, we have a desserts uh, dinner at the store, which mm. is called Just Desserts. Uh, in col collaboration with Stiel in Berlin, mm -hmm. we came up with a um, menu of just desserts, <laughs> <laughs> which will be quite nice. Yeah, Amazing. it's a nice project. It was it was a lot of work to. So will uh, it be like three courses of desserts, or it, it will be five? <gasps> yeah, five Ooh. courses of desserts. We we of course we thought about how how we could do it that uh, it kind of has the feeling that you that you eat like a whole yes you feel satisfied at the end yeah yeah that you have different textures different flavors like something like a soup in the big it's it's going to be really nice wow. <laughs> when will that be around it's, uh, this this sunday it's the 27th of september of september okay yeah. i'll try and get the podcast at, up before then <laughs> at the store <laughs> okay awesome yeah um And I wanted to ask, but okay, having four kids and being <laughs> vegan, um, are the kids vegan as well, or how no, do you no, no, feed no. them? Okay. Uh, also, I have to say, I'm not vegan anymore. Oh, okay. So, so I that stopped changed. being. I stopped being vegan um, when I was pregnant with my last child. Ah, okay. Yeah. Did you find so? Was there a difference then in being pregnant and vegan, and pregnant and not vegan? Um, for the for the physical feeling, no, mm -hmm. no. It was just that all of a sudden, when I was pregnant, I had this really strong um, feeling that I had to eat something not vegan, right? Like just kind of following the feeling of your body. Like, and I did that, yeah. and it was it was absolutely fine. I mean. Um, people that know me know that I have the strongest um, focus on on just buying um, organic, fair produced mm -hmm. stuff. So of course that's um, most important for buying meat or for yes, buying yeah. like, eggs or something like yeah. that. So um, yeah, I'm really strict at that. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. Would you recommend any particular suppliers in Berlin? Um, we have a lot of um, farmers. I know his. I, I know the the farmer that uh, delivers the the vegetables and the, and the fruits to the store is really. I only know his uh, first name is Johannes, but he's uh, <laughs> he's a he's a biodynamic farmer. Amazing. That's uh, comes like lives around Berlin and yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, anything else you'd like to add before we finish? <laughs> now um, is your time. Now is my time. Well, I'm I'm really uh, excited for everything that's going to happen in the future. I've always had a dream of like coming up with a place that combines like maybe a small cafe and like a workspace. I would love to give some more workshops, which I did in the past. Um, I did a few workshops. I really want to focus on um, on like teaching people how to do raw vegan stuff, how to bake healthy, how to eat healthy, how to, yeah, I just... Um, 
giving my knowledge about food to people that because that's always what people ask me like how do you do that mm -hmm. make raw vegan sweets or especially mm -hmm. like I have a lot of parents that ask me like hey uh Is there some sweets that I could give to my kids that are healthy and good for them? Mm. And because I know that from my children too, that yep. children love sweets. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> of course they can. I mean, I'm not I'm not the mother that says they my kids can eat sugar and they I, I don't like there's nothing that that that's forbidden, but Of course, that's that's really interesting to mm -hmm. to show people what is possible and to show show people, yeah, how how extremely exciting and big the range of things is that you can do. Yeah, yeah, it kind of opens your curiosity with yeah. food, um, yeah, definitely, kind of playfulness. Yeah. Um, so when you're when you learn about food, is there anyone that you look to as kind of a food hero or or somewhere? Um, Or like a source, or or is it just just coming from the universe somewhere to um, well, lead you to kind um, of? Well, it's it's a bit like that, but um, I I think the 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 person that I most admired and also a person that I learned all the baking from was my grandmother. She died already, but um, she was she was really um, she was really curious about food and baking and she had this like great love and passion that she put into everything she did and also my father so I don't I don't really have a particular chef or a baker today that I would say I'm I'm following this there's a few people that I that I think that they do great work um, there's this uh, girl which I never know how to pronounce her name she's uh, she had a blog which is called This Raw and Vegan Life yeah and she made a book too and that book is amazing okay that book is amazing it's it's all raw vegan stuff and it's all like I think the first book is just cakes okay and it's like super colorful and looks like yeah What you said about my Instagram before is like you look at the pictures and you think, "Wow, I want to eat, eat that." I pull want pull to that page eat out. All of that. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah. And was your grandmother? Was that your father's mom or your mom's, my mother's your mom. mom's mom? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you had yeah. these kind of two powerful kind yeah. of cooking baking yeah. forces. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Laura. It was Thanks really for having me. <laughs> a treat uh, to talk to you. And uh, listeners can look out for uh, your goodies at the store kitchen. Yes. Um, the upcoming book release, uh, Vegan Queens. Um, I'll try and I'll, I'll find the Facebook link and post post a link to that. And look up Laura at thousandsoon.com. Uh, I'll also share that link in the description of this episode. Um, so that's it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks.